sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Hello, welcome to Healing the Whole Person, our weekly healing show. Um, we're, we're so privileged to have one of our regulars with us, Father Michael Sparrow, SJ, wonderful priest, um, holy priest, a retreat director at Bellarmine Retreat House in Barrington. And um, he's a master storyteller and an evangelist, and he's... Um, a very gifted, um, very gifted creatively um, with the, the Word of God. So be prepared, fasten your seatbelts for a wonderful show. Uh, he's going to be speaking on By His Wounds You Are Healed. So we're, I'm going to introduce Father. I'm Joan McHugh, your moderator, and welcome Father Michael Sparrow. Thank you, Joan. It's uh, always a delight to be back at WSFI. And what a sacred and holy time of year on this Holy Thursday where we begin the Triduum Liturgy of the celebration of the Lord's Supper. Uh, this evening on Holy Thursday, the commemoration of his death on Good Friday, his entombment on Saturday, and then, of course, uh, the joy of the resurrection on Sunday. So... I don't know that there's a better time of year to be talking about the Lord's healing grace coming into our life uh, than to than what today inaugurates with the beginning of the uh, of this Triduum liturgy. As you just alluded, um, I've entitled this program "By His Stripes or By His Wounds We Are Healed." That's of course from the prophet Isaiah chapter fifty-three, verse five, and it's part of the first reading from the Suffering Servant um, song from the prophet Isaiah that we hear in the Good Friday liturgy. But I'd like to just talk a little bit about these rich readings during the Triduum and how they open our hearts to a better understanding of the Lord's desire to heal us. So, this evening, in the celebration of the Lord's Supper, we hear the account from John's Gospel of the foot washing of Jesus. is taking off his outer garment, is wrapping a towel around his waist, pouring water into a basin, and then washing his disciples' feet. And of course, in that account, um, Peter objects, and he says he doesn't want the Lord and Master washing his feet. And Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you can have no part of me. And symbolically, and John's gospel is the most symbolic of all the gospels, what Jesus is pointing to is every one of us need to come to the Lord to be washed, to be washed from our sins, to be forgiven. When we acknowledge that we are broken, that we are sinners, and that we come to Jesus with confidence, that opens the doorway to healing. But all of us are like Peter, and we say, no, Lord, you know, I don't, I don't want you, the master, to wash me. Um, if you've ever been involved in a Holy Thursday liturgy, you know 
in your parish, you know how hard it can be to get people to volunteer to have their feet washed <laughs> because the, our, our feet are dirty, they're stinky, our, our, our toes are, are crooked. Uh, we have athlete's foot, all kinds of fungus on our, on our feet. It's not the prettiest part of our body. And it's actually difficult in the Holy Thursday liturgy to get people to expose their feet so they can be washed. And if they do, uh, how many people will scrub their feet clean and paint their toenails, you know, for the women, uh, before they'll go up there on the altar and have their feet washed? I always get a big kick out of that. And I think it's symbolic of the fact that we fall into the trap of thinking, I I have to be perfect before I come before the Lord. I I I got to get my act together and when I have my act together and I'm le- leading and living a holy and virtuous life, that's that's when I can come into the presence of the Lord and then he will smile upon me. But that is exactly backwards. We're to come with all of our warts, with all of our imperfections, with all of the hardness in our hearts, and to say, here I am, Jesus, I need your healing grace. That's, that's the beginning of the Triduum, and it's, uh, it's the opening movement of this healing. We come to the Good Friday Liturgy, and before we hear the Passion, account, as I just alluded to earlier, we hear this suffering servant uh, psalm. Uh, It's a selection from Isaiah chapter 52 and 53. And the Lord says, See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be raised high and greatly exalted. And it it goes on and it talks uh, about the suffering that he bears for our sake And then that climactic line, by his wounds or by his stripes, we are healed. Even when we had all gone astray like sheep, each following his own way. But the Lord laid upon him the guilt of us all. Now it's important to understand that because there have been, throughout the centuries, there have been different uh, theological uh, theories, theological understandings of how exactly does Jesus heal us. And in fact, that area of theology is called soteriology, which is the theological understanding of what exactly happens when the Lord heals us. A a popular theology in the Middle Ages was uh, by the theologian St. Anselm, and Uh, Anselm said that through the sin of Adam and Eve, there was an an offense in the heart of God that could only be forgiven by uh, an appeasement that was equal to this affront to the mercy of God. Uh, Some have characterized that uh, as an anger in the heart of God that could only be appeased uh, by Jesus's death on the cross. Now that's pushing it too too far, but that's how it's come down and been popularly interpreted. And we've most theologians today have moved away from that toward understanding that only in the heart of God is mercy and compassion. And that hardness of heart 
is not in God's heart. That's in our hearts to believe that we can be forgiven. Jesus comes into this world like us in all things but sin, and he takes our sin upon us. He takes the injustice of the Roman Empire with Pilate placating uh, uh, the Jewish leaders. He takes the manipulation of the Jewish high priest and the Jewish Sanhedrin and their jealousy of Jesus. He takes the false testimony. He takes the sins throughout the centuries and he said, you give me the worst of the worst of your government, the worst of the worst of your religious uh, practices, and I will bear all of that and I will still love you. In the face of uh, the weakness of humanity, Jesus says, I continue to love you. And the proof of that is Jesus, his arms stretched out on the cross, and he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus looks down on the very people who have engineered his death. And on one level, they know exactly what they've done. But on the deeper level, they're, they're ignorant and they're blind to the depth of their sin. And so Jesus' tremendously powerful prayer, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, as he, as he hangs on the cross, is a source of hope for us all. Uh, last month, the movie The Shack wa was, revealed, was released. It's based on the... Uh, the very popular novel that was written a number of a number of years ago, and if you're familiar with that story, you know it's about a man whose little girl is abducted by a serial killer, and she's uh, uh, brutally murdered by this psychopath. And the result is he loses his faith. He's filled with bitterness. He carries guilt. His daughter carries carries guilt. And they're ferociously angry at God for allowing this to happen. The book and the movie is all about what is our image of God? Who is this God? And um, uh, in the story, God invites him to come to the very place, this shack, where his little daughter, this innocent girl, is brutally murdered by this psychopath. And there, God talks about his mercy and his compassion. It's, it's, a, it's a book designed to help us change our image of God. It's a movie that I highly recommend that changes our image of God. When we start to believe that God is mercy incarnate, that God doesn't want to condemn us, that God wants to free us, that's, that's when we open the door to God's healing mercy and compassion. Because when we believe that God is merciful, that God loves us, even in the midst of God's allowing good, terrible things to happen to good people, um, that's when we're able to endure our own suffering and be able to be purified and to become, in turn, icons of mercy for this world. Uh, I've, I've talked in the other uh, priests and uh, leaders on this program have talked about uh, the, 
the power of div divine mercy and the week after Easter we're going to come up on divine mercy Sunday when we believe in the mercy of God that's when we start to uh, physically emotionally and spiritually experience the healing of God but if we can't trust God then when bad things happen to us and it's not a question of if but when when bad things happen in our in our lives through uh, no fault of our own or when we fall into the trap of sin that's that's when we start beating our, ourselves up or we hold on to that anger at others and we ha hold on to the anger at God this Triduum liturgy of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday is about remembering that God came into this world not to condemn us, but to free us. And when we begin to believe that, that's when our hearts change. That's when our bodies are able to be healed because we believe in the mercy of God. That's when our souls and our hearts are able to be healed. So now, thank you, Father. Very profound. We're going to resume this in a couple of minutes. Take a break. Hello, I'm Juliana Taimarazi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council in Chicago. Our culture needs Catholic Radio as a tool for evangelization and catechesis. As a powerful platform, Catholic Radio brings Christ to us all and brings us closer to Christ. Get the real Catholic news from Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. What kind of shape is your soul in? I'm inviting you to consider making a weekend of spiritual exercise. We're talking a retreat with the Lord, prayer, meditation, quiet, and beautiful Barrington at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House. Come check out the possibilities at jesuitretreat.org. That's J-E-S-U-I-T retreat.org. Come to the quiet so the quiet can come to you. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore, wishing the fullness of God's blessings upon all those who will soon be receiving a sacrament for the first time. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including a virtual tour, is available on Facebook. 
Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, and we're back. And Father Sparrow just gave the most stunning presentation about being healed uh, in our place of um, injury. And I want to continue that discussion in a minute. But and before we do, we have people that have asked for prayers. Um, we get all sorts of emails, phone calls. And many of your prayers have been answered. You've told us that. So now I'd like to add and ask Father if he would pray for the following. Would you pray for our friend Tom O'Connor, who's probably um, very near um, going home to the Lord, but we pray for him, for, uh, for God's perfect will for him. And then there are a few people um, who have been deceased this week, uh, friends uh, through Association of of WSFI, uh, Mercy Patak and Wesley Pottenbaugh. And then there is Jasper, who's facing a hip replacement, a good friend of WSFI. So if you'd pray for them, Father. Great. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we lift up to you Mercy and Wesley. We pray that you forgive their sin and you bring them to the fullness of eternal life. In this life they have loved you. Take them now to yourself. Prepare for them a place uh, for those who acknowledge you as Lord and whose hearts are open to your mercy. Thank you for, uh, thank you for the witness of their love as they walk this earth. We pray for Tom O'Connor, our dear friend and tireless supporter of WSFI in these final in this final stage of life Lord prepare his heart help him to release any burden that he carries help him to acknowledge his sin that he may receive the mercy and the compassion that you want him to have may there be no barrier between him and the fullness of your love finally Lord we pray for Jasper who has uh, asked for our prayers and who faces this hip replacement. We pray for a successful surgery and, and rehabilitation and all that goes in to being able to walk again. Bless him and give him the strength that he, he needs uh, in this time of healing. Lord, at this very significant time of year where we commemorate your holy passion, death, and resurrection, we lift up to you our nation and our world. You know all of the tension, all of the escalation in violence. You know the saber rattling. You know the misunderstandings and uh, the dangers that our world faces. Jesus, shed your mercy upon us. Help us in this season to repent, not only as individuals, but as members of our, of our nation, as members of our church, 
as part of the common humanity of this world, may we stand together in saying no to violence, in saying no to hatred, in opening our hearts to what God alone, what you alone can bring into our world, that peace that is beyond our understanding, that peace that is beyond our capacity to be able to create. Lord God, we call you by different names, and the peoples of this world worship you in different ways. But we believe that you are one. You are one God, and you have revealed the fullness of your mercy in the person of Jesus. May our hearts be made more and more like his heart of the servant Lord. May we be unafraid to lay down our lives in service for one another. May we live for the glory of God and express that through daily acts of love and compassion. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Um, you know, your imagery in, the, uh, in your talk is so, um, it's visual and it's very, you can feel it. I, it just struck me, the shack, what a simple story. And yet, it, it makes me question, where, what, where is the shack inside of us that the place of pain and the place of injury, the place of horror, where, where God wants to come to free us, to, you know, to come inside us? And what you said was that he wants to come in there, but in order to come in, we have to believe. We have to believe and we have to allow God to... Uh, we have to allow God to heal us. We have to allow God to bring us to to that point of pain. If uh, I, I think you put your finger exactly on on the spot, and if we if if we're not willing to expose that pain, then we're never going to be healed. Um, if you can imagine going to a doctor and saying, "I got I got this terrible pain in my side." And the doctor says, well, let me touch it. And he said, no, 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 you, you, you can't touch it. T touch any place else in my body except the place where it hurts. Well, you're, you're not going to get healed because that's the place of injury and that's precisely the place where we need to invite God's grace and mercy into our lives. And that's terrifying. It's scary. It's painful. And God understands that. And God is patient. One of the great lines in the movie and in the book is, uh, God saying to the man who had been injured, "I don't want slaves. <laughs> I don't. I don't want slaves. I want friends. You know. I. I want people who trust me." And yet, it's it's a hard place to get to that trust. It's like you know, if somebody murdered my daughter, I mean, how do you get there by His grace? I suppose. I, I think that's the that's the power of the novel and the power of the movie is it's just about as bad as it could get. You know, a beloved, innocent little girl who's brutally murdered by a psychopathic killer who's wanted by the FBI, and they've been pursuing him for years. That's, that's about as bad as it gets. And so he takes... Um, the, the, the author, uh, Paul Young, takes the, uh, that worst-case scenario and says, this is... A, if 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 God can heal that wound, God can heal any wound. And so, what what is saying to me is that this should probably be our deepest prayer. 
Like, Lord, it, you started by saying that the Lord desires to heal us. Yes. And so, I mean, I just, I'm in awe of that. Like, he really, like, I think of my grandchildren, how I would love to help them with whatever their little problems are or big problems. I would yes. like to heal them. I would yes. like, and so I imagine God wants to do the same for us. But in order to do that, we have to be in a place of allowing him, right? Yes, that, uh, that's precisely true. God will never force his healing grace upon us. And in John's gospel, uh, the miracle healings that Jesus performs are called signs. And I've, I've said this several times on the program, but I, for me, it's just the, a touchstone, is those physical healings point us to the deeper healing, which is the spiritual healing. Because all of the physical healings were temporary. Everybody that Jesus healed eventually got sick again and died. The healing didn't last. There's no healing of our body that's, that's permanent. But they're meant to increase our faith so that our faith in Jesus will carry us through those, whole, those hard times. And that's what St. Paul says will last. In the end, there are three things that last, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is our love. Our faith is meant to carry us into this place of love, to believe that Jesus loves us and that we can love love each but other. But to get to the place of love, we have to go into the pain. We have to go into the place of darkness. You know, it just I saw something on Facebook, of all things. Jim Caviezel, who, who played Pla Christ in The Passion. And The Passion of the Christ, He yeah. said he actually went through a lot of the passion. He actually felt the the whip one of by mistake and he actually suffered greatly i mean he his arm was broken he had and the in the end he had he needed a he uh he needed a heart um operation but he he thought he was dying yes and that was just a little smidgen of, a what, little, christ felt. of what christ felt but yes. he said when this touched me a lot he said you know he said i would die willingly uh to because of uh, in union with Christ because of all the people that he he saves through that, through yes. his death. Yes. So he saw, he felt that so deeply. And that's the key. When we believe that, that Jesus loves us and that our hearts are open to loving him, then we can endure just about anything. It, uh, he, we have think of the person you love the most and what you would willingly do for them yes. multiply that an infinite number of times yes. that's god's love for us and jesus comes into this world this says and says give me the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst yes. and and i will willingly take that to prove to you to show you how much i love you um I, th I suspect for all of us, there are people that we love that we would say, I would lay down my life for you. Yes. That's what Jesus says for each and every one of us. And when we believe that, that's the place of, of strength. And we can face the brutality and the violence and the corruption of this world without it letting our hearts be darkened or to turn us bitter. Because... Uh, good, good people that are disappointed by the hardship or the inconstancy or uh, uh, of life 
can can go bad and become very very bitter and give up on God, and that just that 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 makes Jesus weep, yeah. and and he he says, I will never give up. What one of the my favorite quotes of Pope Francis, he says, God never tires of forgiving us. He never tires of loving us, but we give up on God. We're the ones who turn our backs on his healing love what because an inspiring holy thursday message jesus come and wash my feet wash my body wash everything my soul i give it to you um father we're just about out of time sadly i thank you for your your gift today would you uh pray for our listeners let us pray oh gracious and loving god we praise you and we bless you thank you for your love Thank you for coming into this world and becoming like us in all things but sin. We ask your blessing upon all who are listening to this program. May they be strengthened in their faith. May they be constant in their hope. May their hearts be touched deeply by your love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.